0: Good morning, Grace Church. March 1st of this year, a little over 60 days ago, the world looked very different. Different for me, different for you, different for all of us. On that day, Jane and I had three major opportunities about to open up for us. Projects we'd spent years envisioning and working towards. On top of that, the Abide Collective, the nonprofit we head up, was geared up for its busiest season ever. 6 months packed out with house builds and ministry and adventures. Over the next couple of weeks all of that fell apart. As it did for so many others, years of work and dreams, plans and projects stalled, canceled, evaporated. Just like that the future looked starkly different, radically altered. To say it's been disorienting is a significant understatement. I often find myself muttering under my breath, just what in the holy is going on? I bet I'm not alone in that. In fact, I count on it. No matter how isolated or alone we may feel, we are not alone. You are not alone. Not only is God with us, but we also have the testimony of so many who have gone before us and encountered the same kinds of radical rewinding we're experiencing. What can we learn from them? I'm recording this this week from a trail near my house. Being outside, hiking, surfing, biking, it helps me think. It gives me something to do while I'm wrestling in my heart and in my mind with the things going on in the world things going on in my life, in the lives of people I love and care for. You see, the world and our lives are always being reoriented. Now, often that's imperceptible. Sometimes like now, it's almost catastrophic. But the Holy Spirit is a true guide to lead us if we can learn to follow. And the only way to learn to follow is by following. Now, that may sound like some circular reasoning, but stick with me as we get through this. You see, uh, following, learning to discern the Holy Spirit, learning to discern what's going on in our life, it takes practice. And that practice is in the following. It's a commitment to doing, to not being afraid of making mistakes. Afraid of getting some cuts and bruises, maybe a few broken ribs along the way. In so many ways, Paul, Silas, Timothy, Lydia, all these people we're going to meet in our text this week, they were figuring it out as they went. They were learning on the fly. And really the same is for us. So I want you to take a moment here, read the story as we've been doing, and then we'll make a few observations about it. Tim Dearborn once wrote, it's not the church of God that has a mission in the world, but the God of mission who has a church in the world. The church's involvement in mission is its privileged participation in the actions of the triune God. Grace Church, it's a privilege for us to participate in the mission of God. This God who has a mission has called us and commissioned us to be part of that. But oftentimes we feel that participation is blocked, or the way is dark, or it doesn't seem clear. But we need to learn to understand that being blocked isn't the end doesn't necessarily mean we've missed something or done something wrong or even going in the wrong way being a christian and having the holy spirit doesn't exempt us from living our lives in the world as it is it often in fact takes us much deeper into the complexities of it so we have to be constantly reorienting ourselves to the guidance of the spirit in our text this week i can see the spirit doing that four ways. By blocking the way of seeing and using our rights. By blocking the way of seeing who is in and who has privilege once they are in. Blocking the way of understanding what it means to be saved. And blocking the way of understanding just which way to go. Well, let's look at the first one. Blocking the way of seeing and using our rights. Now, you've just read the story, so I won't repeat it here. But just last week, we talked about how Paul goes to Jerusalem, goes before the council to argue that the Gentiles to be included in the church should not have to be circumcised. They shouldn't have to become full Jewish followers before they can follow Christ. Just a few sentences later, as we start this, we see he takes Timothy and has him circumcised. Now, what's going on? Later on, We see that he could have pulled the Roman citizenship card to avoid the beating in the first place. Avoid even probably going to jail. Yet he doesn't do it. But then when they come to release him, he plays it then. So what's going on with this? Because we're taught, hey, if you have a right, you use that right. You stand up for your rights. Like you don't let anybody trample on your rights. But that's not what we necessarily see going on. You see, Paul and Timothy teaches that what it is to be submitted, what it is to discern what is best for the mission of God, what is best for the testimony, what is best for our witness in a particular situation with that. And they see their rights as, as tools to be used to advance the mission of God, not the ultimate highest thing to be defended regardless. One can rarely say, hypothetically, if it's better to claim a light right or lay it down. It's almost always dependent on the situation. Of course, learning that takes practice. Now, a quick side note here, I'm not ever talking about letting someone walk over you or abuse you or doing something like that. There are plenty of people who have been, had this used against them in their position, people in power, Using this against people who don't have power. that's not what we're talking about here. This is when you have full autonomy and authority and control to choose whether to lay that down or to pick that up. But in that, this is what we see is that is submitted in this situation. And the next thing we see in our text is the way the spirit blocks the way of who is in and who has privilege. Paul and his crew probably didn't expect to find a local prayer group led by a woman. When they headed down by the river but soon they recognized that lydia was the key to god's mission in the town that this woman who might have been excluded from other forms of participation was actually the one who was supposed to lead this effort now and they recognized that another thing we encounter in this text is the way the holy spirit is blocking the way of understanding what it means to be saved now this is really interesting we talked a lot about this in the teaching team this week you see for Israel the Jews for for Israel and Jews salvation was defined by being part of the covenant people salvation was imputed to the individual by belonging to the group as a sign and as a sign of that there was the following of Jewish customs that's what testified that you were part of the group these were the people God would deliver and the and slavery equaled um oppression and and the freedom equaled salvation so so being part of the group that god was setting free was the way they understood salvation or a main way gentiles may have had a much more practical way of seeing it in a way almost transactional they were asking questions what must what must i do how must i perform who do i pay who do i have to plead to please, to avoid death, suffering, make a way in the world. Well, into both of these worlds comes Jesus. And then comes the church proclaiming salvation that encompasses it all. Salvation is setting people free, bringing people into covenant community with God and with others, destroying guilt, shame, and appeasement, and performance, even conquering death itself. Salvation exploded in its understanding but to the Jew and to the Gentile. Oftentimes in staggering ways that that almost prevented people from believing it. It was too good to be true. It was too much. And yet that's what we see being proclaimed. Well, and this was also something neither group had ever encountered. And even the messengers struggled at times to keep up with all that it meant. In fact, every church in every generation still has to wrestle with what it means to be saved and how best to communicate that. We're no exception to that, Christ truth Finally, and maybe the most resonating with us, we see the Holy Spirit blocking the way of understanding where they are to go. I find this so intriguing. It's just a few little verses in here. But imagine, here is Paul in these... And Silas and his team, and they're setting off, and they're supposed to go, and they're like, well, do you want to go east? And it says God blocked them. And then they said, well, let's go south. God blocked them. I mean, they're, they're figuring it out as they go. They don't have a roadmap. They don't have this specific thing. They don't have the confidence that, oh, we are supposed to go to this city on this day and do this thing. No, they're just walking it out in obedience, and the Spirit is directing them. Now, they do get to a place where Paul has the vision, and then they get a specific direction. But even then, that's going to cost them to get there. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy once they know where they're supposed to go. So does any of this sound familiar? Grace Church, we are called by the God of mission to be God's church. His covenant community in this world. But following the Holy Spirit is often confusing and frustrating. And it requires constant reorienting. How are we going to get there? Which way are we going to choose? These may not, the the questions we're facing and the situations we're facing, they may not be in the options we planned two months ago. We, We may never even thought of these. But they're the options we have now. and We need to be able to make a decision. In confidence that as we go, God is going to lead us. God is going to show the way. Look, I can say this. I am more stoked about the future of Grace Church than I've ever been. We're better prepared and better positioned to flourish in the coming world than we've ever been. And then many other churches are. Y'all, look at what we have. Look at who we are. We can do this if we will walk it out in faith. There's only one way to figure that out. There's only one way to figure out which way is best. And that's to find out in the following. Grace and peace, y'all.